Welcome to Perspectives on Youth Sports. I'm Tony Segreto. We are so honored and so humbled to have as our very first guest on our initial podcast, the winningest coach in NFL history, the great Don Shula, the Hall of Famer, 347 total wins, including the only undefeated season in NFL history back in 1972 as his Miami Dolphins went 17-0, going on to win the Super Bowl as well that year. Don not only had a great career as a coach, he was also a great athlete playing football at John Carroll and then having an NFL career. And as you will hear in this upcoming podcast, a self-proclaimed great youth athlete in a number of sports, not just football. Don Shula also had five children, including two boys, Dave, who was the head football coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. He had a great career as a wide receiver at Dartmouth and then went on to play in the NFL before becoming an assistant with the Miami Dolphins and then the Dallas Cowboys under Jimmy Johnson and then becoming the head football coach at the Cincinnati Bengals for four and a half years. And Mike Shula, who uh, had a great high school career, then went on to play quarterback at University of Alabama, the head coach at Alabama for a while, and now finds himself as the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, coaching the great Cam Newton. Don sat down with us to talk about his days as a youth athlete, as a pro coach, and what it was like watching his children grow up playing youth athletics. If you can reflect back, even when you were a young boy growing up, you know what was it that, that led you to want to wanna play athletics? What was it that drove you? I think the impression I got from, you know, my early coaches, uh, the first organized uh, sports that I played in was fifth and sixth grade football. We played these other, you know, schools in the same area, fifth and sixth graders, and uh, but I was just drawn to it, and uh, I had the knack of uh, getting around a head coach, and he'd put his arm around me and give me things to do, and that just inflated me. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I really got started in the uh, coach. Uh, player relationship and how important it was. Mm-hmm. So I've always uh, had became a big part of my coaching philosophy of always having a great relationship with a player. Was football the only sport you played as as a as a young man? No, I played all sports. I was football, baseball, basketball. I ran track. I'm asking you this for a reason because, you know, a lot today, a lot of the, the, the coaches today and the youth today, they think they need to just think they can only play one sport. I did. I played them all. I played four sports, four letter band. And I would go right from uh, baseball practice to track practice or from track to baseball. I just, uh, you know, never thought anything about it. Thought that was the thing to do, and I and I did it because I, you know, I was good at it. I felt I could compete at at that level in all those sports, and I wanted to compete. I wanted to, you know, use my ability rather than sit off on the side and watch somebody else do it. Not as good as I felt I could do it. You know, as long as I've known you, I never knew you ran track. What was your specialty? You weren't a pole vaulter. <laughs> You're right. I was not a pole vaulter. I had a daughter that was a pole vaulter. Donna yeah. was a pole vaulter. <clears throat> but I was a 100-yard dash, 10-flat 100 in high school. Really? Right, at the Ashland Relays, 10-flat 100. I had a... Uh, 
guy from Willoughby High School, which is adjacent to Paysville, Harvey High, Joe Bannister, and we were rivals. And, uh, you know, he'd beat me one time, and I'd beat him the next time. And, uh, I, you know, all through our high school careers, we had great rivalries together. And uh, But I loved track. I loved uh, uh, everything about track. And, and in baseball, what position did you play in baseball? I played uh, second base, and then I'd move out to the outfield. Were you a good hitter? Oh, of course. You know what? <laughs> of course. Why would I, why would I even ask? <laughs> but, uh, you know what I would do is, uh, in the first inning, and uh, I was always the leadoff hitter. Is that I, because you were fast? Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Because I was uh, a right-hand hitter, but I'd go up and... Stand in the box left-handed, and if they didn't uh, make any come in at third base side, I'd just drop a bunt down the third base side, and I'd always beat the throw to first. Still second, still third. Just uh, I was a terror at a base path. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know. Okay, so from from <laughs> you almost left me speechless. So from basketball, from baseball. Now you go you play in basketball. What position did you play in basketball? I'm assuming you were the leader. You were the guard or something like. that. I was the guard, bringing the, the ball up the floor. But uh, uh, when I got down into the uh, shooting area, they took the ball away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I was instructed to throw it into somebody that could score. I don't know what they meant by that. <laughs> I, I have a sense. Well, so you, so now you're, you're growing up and you're, you're a hundred yard dash guy and you're playing football. You're a second baseman and an outfielder. You're, you're, you're the leader on the, on the basketball court. What was the, what was the tipping point for you? What led you to say, okay, I'm just going to dedicate now my life to football. Take a look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, a contact football player, and uh, I loved to mix it up, and uh, I was always in the middle of things. I had a broken jaw in in, uh, college, and that's not a fun deal. uh, I was in pro ball. I was playing with uh, Gino and the the Colts. So uh, I break my jaw in a game. I'm laying uh, on the turf. And, and Gino comes over and stands over me and he says, get up, we can't afford to take a time out. <laughs> so I get up, stagger to my feet, play the rest of the game. With a broken jaw. With a broken jaw. Then we go out after the game. We get friends in, take them to this place to get something to eat, steakhouse. And uh, I knew I wasn't going to be able to eat a steak, so I got a chopstick. And I got that, and I couldn't eat that. So I said, I better go get an X-ray. So I go to the hospital and get the X-ray that's broken. So I'm wired up for six weeks afterwards. That's a good way to lose weight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's also a very painful way to lose weight. The coaches that you had growing up, the fifth and sixth grade coach who kind of took his, put his arm around you, and then your high school coach, and then your college coach at John Carroll, they all helped mold you to become the coach. And you said you always had pride in having a good relationship. How important is it for the coach to understand each player individually besides knowing the whole team? Well, that's part of, you know, the, the coach-player relationship is probably the biggest part of uh, 
what the coach is asked to do is to, you know, analyze these young players. You know, they, you know, they're they're they got a lot of uh, uh, spirit going for them, and they run around and they want to hit people, and and they don't care who it is they're hitting. <laughs> but uh, so as a coach, you had to analyze that and put it, try to get it so that you always was getting the maximum out of that ability. That you know that eagerness to uh, mix it up, and uh, that's what coaching or teaching is all about. It's not what we know; it's what we can put into the, uh, you know, the uh, teaching of the the players that get them ready to play on game day. You coached, but there are some players you had to kick in the pants, and there are some players you had a pat on the back. There are some players you could yell at and, you know, be disciplined in a stern way, and there are some you had to speak with a softer with a softer tongue. And being able to, to, to figure that out was vital for you to succeed, was it not? It really was. We'd spend all our time in uh, coaches' meetings, and the players would be with their coaches after the practice and the and then when they were done with their players, then we'd come into this staff meeting. And we'd sit down, and in the staff meeting, each coach would talk about his people, his four or five or six people. And I'd sit there, and I'd listen to each coach talk about their people. Then when it was over with, I had to draw these conclusions as to, you know, who fit and who didn't fit. And, uh, you know, what, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? So that's where I think I gained a lot of insight into the people and talent that I had to work with. You were not only the winningest coach ever, and certainly the man I've respected not only as a man but as a coach and all of the things that go along with it, but you're also a dad. And, and you know, you had these fine children, you know, they all grew up, and you had, you had two boys in particular, Dave and, and Mike, both played, and your girls did too. So I'm thinking to myself, and, and, I, and I watch parents today, and that's one of the reasons we started Tony Segreto Sports was because, you know, sometimes parents are, think always think your child is going to be the star, always going to get the scholarship, always going to be the, you know, the NFL player or the, or the first-round pick in baseball. And, and so parents play a major role. What was it like for you? To watch your children play competitively, being a coach yourself, and also being a parent, what was it like for you? Well, it was uh, it was hard to do it, and I would want to make sure that when I'd go to a game, I'd sit opposite my late wife, Dorothy. She would sit on one side, and I wanted to sit on the other side of the stadium because that ref, that coach was never right. That referee was never right. And she would give them hell up there for the full game. So uh, what it was over with, then we would discuss it. I'd say, don't you think they made some good calls out there today? She said, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. She was uh, fierce. I mean, she, her loyalty was uh, just unsurpassed. But was it difficult for you as a father to watch your children play and, and their coaches? I mean, if, if I'm a coach coaching Dave or Mike and I know that I'm coaching the sons of Don Shula, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness gracious, I better watch what I'm doing. I better figure out how I'm doing this, make sure, because I know the coach is looking at me. Yeah, they knew it, too. <laughs> and I didn't hesitate to let them know when I thought that they didn't know it. I, you know, you got to do it in a way that uh, 
you want to help them overall. Because, uh, you know, you got to think of the pressure that they feel that they're under when they're coaching the coach's kid. And, uh, and uh, so I always tried to make sure that I took the time to let them know how I felt about that particular situation and decisions that he was making. Mm. It, 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 and they would defer to you because of who you were, but at the same time you had to be careful because you didn't want to be one of those parents going, well, why isn't Dave doing this or why isn't Mike doing this? Or Yeah, you had to do it in a way that uh, you just uh, wanted to make sure that he understood you know, that you did have a question about it, but uh, you uh, also were doing it to try to help them. Mm-hmm. And that's not easy to do. Now, did you coach the, the boys when they got back in the car after a game? Oh, yeah. I always made sure that uh, <laughs> if I could find them, sometimes they're under the grandstand hiding from me. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> you remember a story when they did that? Oh, yeah. I, I remember looking under a lot of grandstands and, you know, the games where things didn't go right and they weren't in a car waiting. I had to go looking. They, they knew a lot of good places to hide. When you, you see the young people today, Coach, and I know that, you know, you, you, you talk to your boys and you have grand grandchildren now, all different levels of football competing in different levels. And, you know, we're, we're, we're talking to a lot of par- a lot of parents are listening to us who have young children playing. You know, what advice would you give them and what advice would you give the young athlete today? For the young athlete is to, to make sure you're a good listener and you're willing to do the things that you're being asked to do by the by the coach. And then uh, if, if you see that they're working, you know, you, you do more and more into what you're trying to do and accomplish. And if they're not working, then you try to get with your coach and say, you know, what can I do to do better? How can I make myself better? I think that a lot of kids some don't think of it that way because, you know, everybody, we live in an age today where things are happening quickly and you get you get it given to you in many cases but the hard work is really I mean you have had, had athletes that just worked they may not have been as talented as another athlete but if they worked harder chances are they were the ones who were playing and making the big play at during the game and you could always use that as an example for the other for the other ones that were working hard you know that they're trying to, to make themselves better but they weren't getting better so you can point to the ones that were making it work for them. And uh, I, I did that a lot. I use that as an example for players to, uh, you know, to improve their own mm-hmm. self-worth. Coach, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be talking to you again. And as always, you're entertaining as always. A lot of great memories, Tony. A lot of, some of them weren't so good, but mostly great. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. <laughs> Thank you again to our special guest, Don Shula. To learn more about the impact of youth sports in your community and our future, visit TonySegretoSports.com. You can also like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube to keep up with the show. I'm Tony Segretto with Perspectives on Youth Sports. We thank you so much for listening.